We will continue with our Encounter with God Bible study, which is a Bible study followed by 20 million people worldwide. Wow. There's a lot of people. Incredible. Yeah. This week, we've been talking all about the story of Ahaz in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 1 to 13. And so on Monday, um, we looked at how the king of Judah, who was King Ahaz, he struggled because he was up against some big powers. He was up against the king of Israel and the king of Syria. But in response to this threat, he had an option. He could turn to God or he could do his own thing. And unfortunately, we read that he does his own thing and he makes an alliance with the enemy. Mm. And we kind of like thought that's kind of what we do these days, you know, in our own spiritual journey. You know, instead of turning to God, we turn to the very thing that will destroy us. And that's exactly what happened to Judah, uh, the kingdom of Judah. Um, We also covered how... God sent a message through the prophet Isaiah to Ahaz and he encouraged Jesus. God said to Ahaz, don't worry what you think are two powerful kings are actually just two burning stumps Mm. of trees. They will not last. They Mm. will not threaten you. Don't stress. I have your back. Um, But in response to that, King Ahaz, this wicked, godless king, he decides, no, I will not listen to this. I will. And so God says, ask for a sign, ask for anything. I will prove to you. I am God. I I can, I can look after you. You just have to trust me. It was just a step of faith. Hmm. But in response to that, Ahaz refuses and he says, no, I don't want to sign. In fact, by doing so, he rejects him, rejects God as his own God. And so we come to God's response to Ahaz. Um, Ahaz hardening his heart towards God. Um, It's such a relatable story, which we see all throughout the Old Testament, constantly kings and people like just turning away from God. Mm. Faith is faith is so simple, yet it is it is hard. Yeah, (laughs) it is hard, but it is possible. So we come to the sign. Today's Bible study is called the sign of the sun. And I'm going to get Joel and myself to turn to Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14. And Joel, if you can, if you're there, feel free to read from Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14. And that's where we'll study. We'll start our study for today. All right. So Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14, it says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay. So here we have Ahaz who has said, no, I don't want a sign from you, God. I don't want, I don't want to see, I don't want to see it. Um, And God says, all right, well, in verse 14, which you just read, Mm -hmm. um, in my version, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, all right, then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What are your fir- what are your first thoughts, Joel? Like what what do you think first when you read this? Oh, can we go back really quickly? Oh, absolutely. Um, so you know, like you were mentioning, Ahaz had this opportunity to ask God for any Anything. sign, right? If God had asked you that, what kind of Ooh. sign do you think you would have asked for? Good question. Oh, I would go big. Yeah. I'd go big. I saw the study said yesterday he could have asked for a mountain of gold. I think I would have gone along those lines. Yeah. Like, I want 
a very sparkly mountain that's full of diamonds just because like i'm like <laughs> that's never been seen yeah i want to see that's something impossible Okay. Well, mine is similar. Actually, kind of linked to a mountain because um, I think it's in the New Testament when it says like you're if you just have faith like a mustard seed, you can move mountains. mountains. But I don't know about you, but I've never seen a mountain move no, physically no. because someone wanted that. So I think for me, I would want one entire mountain to move to a different location. Oh man, that's good. Yes, be my. Oh, like we probably could have asked for like world peace or oh, whoops, a lot of other stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I also would want to see like the Red Sea. I mean, a, like just water part. I just want to. Yeah. Read, I just want to see it. Yeah. So I mean, he could have asked for anything, anything, and yet he he doesn't. Yeah. Um. We did discuss why why we thought he didn't. Mm-hmm. Why do you have like maybe your thoughts on why he decided not? He was like, no, I don't want to sign God. I think it would have put him in a position to really then have to trust God. Because when God's going to show himself in such a mighty way, how can you still choose your own, um, follow your own desires and go with this um, alliance with an mm. ungodly kingdom? So it's like him kind of choosing to be ignorant. And yeah. Stuff. And wanting to follow his own um, will, essentially. That's I think. true. And yeah. often in life, we find the truth is hard to face sometimes. Yeah. And like, I know when I go through, when I'm a bit stressed, the truth is very hard to be. I'm like, I don't want to hear it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been. For sure. Um, but yeah, going back to um, verse 14 you know it says therefore the lord himself will give you a sign so again god could have chosen any sign right Mm -hmm. he could have done something absolutely miraculous but he just says that something is coming right somebody is coming and he talks about emmanuel who um you know in the new testament is jesus essentially right um so i think that's just so beautiful that he's like there's something coming there's hope coming Mm -hmm. and just this whole lesson that's kind of what stood out to me um the signs that something better is coming and you know we live in a world right now that is crazy Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. And we live in a place where, you know, we feel maybe desperate, we feel threatened, maybe like Ahaz did, you know, feeling like he just didn't know what to do. And yet Jesus says, don't worry, there is something better coming. And um, likewise, I think for us living in the age that we are, we need to be looking at the signs that indicate that Jesus is coming, Mm. because hope is coming. Um, So yeah, I kind of like that idea of just looking ahead and studying the word, knowing these signs so that we can be ready um, in the future. Yeah. And that's that's what we can be certain of, you know. Uh, Yeah. Despite everything happening. And so in Isaiah chapter seven, verse 11, I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, ask the Lord your God for a sign of confirmation. Ahaz, make it as difficult as you want, Mm. as high as heaven, but uh, or as deep as the place of the dead. So an offer of a sign as deep uh, as as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead, this sign did not move. Uh, this offer did not move Ahaz. So when God himself says that he will come up with a sign in what we just read in mm-hmm. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we expect, you have this expectation yeah. that this sign will be amazing. Like we just said that we want to see mountains move. Mm-hmm. We want to see mountains made out of gold and diamonds and all the things. So we expect a big thing from God's sign. Um, only that, you know, this is a God speaking. But surprise, <laughs> we see that the sign is a son. A son. 
How can a young woman bearing a child and calling him Emmanuel mm. be a sign of biblical proportions? Um, you know, I think, you know, because we've seen this before, this is nothing new. We, we know who the son is. We've, yeah. But we're going to go study that, study that more today as to we're going to we're going to see who is this woman mm. and who is her child. Um, but first, nowhere in the Old Testament um, the Old Testament point to a fulfillment of this important sign as it had done for the signs given to other people, such as Gideon. And that's in Judges chapter 6, verse 36 to 40, which we'll read later on. So um, we're going to look at what this fulfillment meant. Um, okay, so can we turn to Isaiah chapter 7? And we're going to continue to read. Um, but before we go there, we're going to have a, we're going to, you know, I guess, continue to discuss what this prophecy meant and what this sign of what this sign that God was talking about um, as we continue with Bible study. So you're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so let's have a look. Um Isaiah chapter 7 verse where are we we're going to read the sign the sign that God has given so Isaiah 14 so can I get you to read from your version Mm -hmm. 14 to 16 and I'll read the same all right and I'm just reading from the New King James version so Isaiah chapter 7 verses 14 to 16 it says therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. Hmm. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, and it says, All right, then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. By the time this child is old enough to choose what is right and reject what is wrong, he will be eating yogurt and honey. For before the child is that old, the lands of the two kings you fear so much will be both deserted. Okay, so we've read this prophecy. What are your thoughts on on this sign, on this this sign that God has given Ahaz? Mm, um, something that just stuck out, though, is that talking about Emmanuel, who was coming, it says he will refuse the evil and choose the good, mm. right? And I wonder if that, like, spoke to Ahaz in any way, because here he had a choice to trust God completely, and yet he was following his own evil desires. Yeah. I mean, here someone, you know, Emmanuel was coming, who was going to be opposite um, to Ahaz's character. So yeah. I wonder if that, if he recognized that at all. Absolutely. The I love the the word Emmanuel, mm. and so to hear that for Ahaz to hear that, and which means God with us, yeah. like what we know. Um, I just think it's a beautiful reminder to a king who's blatantly yeah. rejecting God's God's help um, that God decides to still be with us yeah. despite all that. I think what amazes me most is that. You know, we look into the character of Ahaz, this guy who refuses to have faith. And I'm just amazed at God's continual persistence Mm, after him Um, and the kind of hope that God gives. 
every time I used to be very scared of prophecy, reading yeah. prophecy, because all I remember hearing was about the doom and the gloom right. and just the horrible things that will happen. And it, I, 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 I scared of the truth was like, okay, let me just put that to the mm. side. I don't want to think about it. Mm. But when you really study the prophecies or when you really study when God reveals something, any kind of revelation yeah. that God gives, you know, he was revealing, yeah. You, you will be destroyed, yeah. but a remnant will return. That was right. in earlier, um, mm-hmm. in earlier studies, and he do, he does say, you know, um, those what you fear will be no more. Israel will be no more, but there will be a sun, a sun coming. You know, yeah. there is hope. There is always hope in his revelations that God gives. Yeah. And so what I learned when I studied prophecies, like don't stop halfway. Yeah. You have to keep going. <laughs> keep going to the end. Yeah. <laughs> keep going to the end. Um, just to add on to that. So, you know, the Israelites, they had gone through so much, you know, leaving Egypt, um, spending time in the wilderness, finally getting to the promised land and, um, you know, developing as a nation. And throughout all of that, God was with them through every single trial. And we mm. saw God perform incredible miracles. Um, and so here for God to say, um, you know, I am still with you. Like as a tribe of, you know, the Jews, I'm still with you even um, through this season of, of life, essentially, that they're going through, even through though, you know, there are enemies around, I am still God, I am still with you, like I was in the past. And that's why I think it's so important for us to reflect on what God has done in our past. It doesn't have to be really big things. Sometimes it's really just the small blessings in life. Like we were talking about this morning, having a car, like how many times don't you take that for granted Mm -hmm. or having a job? Yeah. So just reflecting on the past and seeing how God has led is just reassurance that God will be with you right now, no matter what you're going through. Um, And I think A has needed that reminder, but clearly he didn't hold on to that like he should have. Yeah. And I think I give, I personally give A has a hard time, but I 100% Mm. relate to him. Mm. Um, In fact, this week I was stressing over something and I was talking to my mom and my mom, she's like, Renee, like have some faith, like trust God that he's got your back. Let God be God. And I sat there and I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right, mom. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And so we need those people of faith. Mm. It's always good having those people of faith. But I do want to just, you did mention something that was so interesting. Um, about God being there with us. Mm. Now, that's something we hear all the time. We've heard yeah. that since we were children. Yeah. But to experience it mm. and to experience it when we're in our darkest times mm. and in times where we don't trust God, yet he is still with us. Mm. I love the verse, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no mm. evil because you are with me. Yeah, um, God is with us. And so even though Israel and Judah... Uh, Israel went into captivity later on, a few years later, yeah. uh, under the Babylonians. God was still with them. Yeah, absolutely. And God was with Daniel when he was in captivity. God, God is with us despite it all. So yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of that message that God, God is with us. It's, it's, it's changed my life personally. Yeah. I'll just share a story because you know we're talking about um, you know how this applies to our lives. Yeah. Going through struggles, do we still trust God? There's this um, woman called um, Vanitha Rendell Reisner, and she was born in India to Christian parents. And as an infant, she contracted polio, um, and because polio had been virtually eradicated at that time, the doctor actually gave her the wrong treatment, which left her paralyzed. Wow. Um, so here she is um, in India. Then her parents had to leave trying to get better treatment, um, had to go s- through so many surgeries mm-hmm. as a young child, endured bullying, lived in and out of hospital. So this is someone who really 
endured suffering. And as she got older, she, you know, she studied, got a job, got married, but life was still hard. You know, we sometimes go through hard times and we think, oh, I made it through. That's great. <laughs> but, you know, we still endure hardship again. And um, just continuing with her story, she she suffered four miscarriages. Um, her infant son died because of, because of a doctor's mistake. And her husband, I think, of 15 or 17 years left her to look at, to look after two adolescent daughters on her own. And on top of that, she was diagnosed with post polio syndrome, which meant that the more energy she uses, the less energy she will have in the future. And so this is a woman who understands pain, right? This is a woman who can really ask the question, where is God right now? Um, and she writes a book called The Scars That Have Shaped Me, How God Meets Us in Suffering. And um, one of the chapters that really just spoke to me, it says, um, what if the worst happens? And she, you know, needs to battle this question of, you know, where is God? Do I, is Jesus enough for me, even if the worst happens? And, you know, sometimes we say, you know, what if this happens? What will I do? Or what if this happens? What will I do? And we try to have control, you know, like here is A has, he wants this level of control um, in his life. And Vanitha was basically saying, it's not about what if the worst happens, but who do you trust? Who do you turn to even if the worst happens? Um, and I think that's such a, a shift in mindset that, you know, bad things will happen, hard times will come, but who do you turn to in those moments? And I think this lesson is just reminding us that God is the one who we should be turning to. He yeah. is the one that is with us um, through every aspect of our lives. And yeah, it's a reminder that sometimes we need constantly, yeah. like you were saying, because yeah. faith is something that we need to keep practicing, keep strengthening. Um, but, you know, we need to, like we are just talking to Karen about her new CD, pressing on, pressing um, on. enduring, um, holding on to scripture, holding on to God's promises in his word, because we will make it. Uh, we have hope to look forward to. We do have hope. Mm. I, just to add on to that, I have a friend, I had a friend who was talking to me and he was like, you know, you know, this is hard, but you know, at the end of it, like at, at the end of this tunnel, God will be there. Mm. And I thought to myself and I was like, no, God won't be at the end of the tunnel. He's with you in yeah. the tunnel. That makes, I don't know. It was, it's, yeah, he, he's always been with us. And, um, mm. yeah, like, I, I just, uh, yeah, I can't add to anything you said. I think, <laughs> I think you said it beautifully. So we're going back to this sign that God decides mm. to give. And the sign that he gives Ahab, Ahaz, is the sign of a son, Emmanuel, um, and who, if we study through it, who will be given, who will, um, a virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son. And we know, like, we all know who this is. This mm. is Jesus. This is the sign of Christ, the Messiah. Mm. This is the sign that God decides to give Ahaz. And so when Ahaz re refuses to see a sign, God says, you know what? Here is my sign. I will come and I will be with you. And I will save you not just from your physical, you know, bound, you know, slavery, but your spiritual. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Continue on with our last part of the Bible study, where we've been talking about the sign that God gives Ahaz. And the sign that God gives is the sign of a son called Emmanuel, born of a virgin. And we all like, you know, we all know who this person is. We know it's Jesus. It's the sign of the Messiah, Jesus. And it's incredible, but that that's the sign that God gives mm. to King Ahaz. 
Absolutely. So I guess a question would be, why would God refer to such a child as a sign to inspire faith? Hmm. So in contrast, the New Testament identifies Jesus as Emmanuel, born miraculously with purity to an unmarried but betrothed virgin. Jesus also is the divine son and the shoot and the root of Jesse. And that's in uh, Isaiah 11, verse 1 and verse 10, as well as in Revelation 22, verse 16, if you want to follow along. Perhaps an earlier Emmanuel whose development proved to Ahaz the timelessness um, of prophetic fulfillment served as a forerunner of Christ. We do not know. But what we do know, what we do need to know, is that when the fullness of time has come, God sent his son, born of a woman, to give us the presence of God hmm. with us. One of the things that obviously we're touching on is this woman, right? Mm. This virgin woman that um, Emmanuel would come through. It's just incredible that how, you know, this is ages, um, years, many, many years before Jesus would eventually be born. And yet God had Mary in mind already, mm. right? He had um, Jesus's family in mind. And I just, you know, I just think about, you know, me as an individual, that like God has a plan for my life. Yeah. Um, and he has so many greater plans that I, than I could ever imagine. So imagine if we would just trust him, um, and surrender our will to him, what a life we, um, could experience. And maybe I'll just share a little bit of my story. So I'm from South Africa and, um, I've been in Australia doing some Bible work. And, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when mm. I grew up. I studied and, you know, did what you needed to do, but I didn't have a plan. Like what? You know, that age old question, what do you do when you're big? Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Not a clue. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. And um, it worried me, especially, um, you know, as a young person, like, what am I going to do? Will I have purpose? And I really wondered about my purpose in life. And um, I went through a couple of things that just made me need to rely on God a lot more and just study his word and pray like I've never prayed before. And what happened is, you know, my relationship with Jesus began to develop. And as that was developing, I wanted to do more for him. And that kind of led me to Australia eventually when I went to a Bible training school called Arise. And um, then I started Bible working at a church where um, now I get to link what I do, um, what I studied with what I do and ministry. So it's just this perfect combination. Um, and the thing is, like, I could not have planned this, you know, yeah. I could not have planned this perfect place that I'm in but God had a plan and I believe that he has a plan for each one of our lives if we would only surrender if we would only trust if we would just pray and ask him for wisdom and guidance he wants to do so many incredible things um, through our lives and here Mary would eventually be used to bring in the Messiah you know this precious child you know just imagine where God might be wanting to do through you if you would only let him absolutely and this God who it's so incredible because this God who made the universe, who who breathes stars into existence yeah. and who speaks and a world is created, that God, that very God speaks life to you mm. and he has a purpose for mm. you. And as you were sharing your story, you know, I can hear like... I can like maybe there might be someone a listener out there and it's like re does God really have mm. a plan or a purpose mm. for me? Yeah. And we just want to encourage you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. God does have a plan for you. Um, he does have a purpose. And uh, like God loves you so much. And I know you've probably heard this so many times, but 
I, I just, I don't know, this, this kind of, these kind of stories inspire me. And when you, when mm-hmm. someone shares their testimony, I am, I'm just in awe of what God does through people yeah. and, and the, the, the way he transforms yeah. people's lives. And I guess a lot of people question that because they think, you know, life is hard. I don't feel like God has a plan right now. I don't feel like I have a hope in a future, as it says in Jeremiah. But, you know, life is, it's about endurance. It's about getting through this hard part because something better is coming. Jesus yeah. is coming. We have something to look forward to. So during this um, time of life, we just got to hold on. We need to trust. Take it day by day. Um, God's mercy is new every single morning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do wonder, though, mm. you know, you you did share like you're in a place where you believe God has, you know, definitely yeah. put you in. Mm-hmm. Do you ever worry about like what happens when this all changes? Yeah. What happens next? Do you ever yeah. wonder about that or fear about it? Especially because, um, like I said, I'm from South Africa originally. So um, I'm on a visa at the moment and I need to extend for another visa. So there's this possibility that I may not get another visa to stay on. Mm. And then what happens next? I don't have a plan B yeah. or yeah. plan C. You know, I, I really don't. And so, um, but again, like that story that I was sharing about um, that lady, Benita Reisner, saying, you know, do you trust me even if? Will I trust God? Um, so that's been a that's been something I've had to decide and learn, um, especially the last year or so. You know, I want to trust God even though I don't know the future. And this is, you know, this is the journey of faith that we're on. Um, it is hard, but um, it's a it's a good journey to be yeah. on. You kind of, kind of reminded me of faith isn't a feeling. Mm. It's really just having that. It's a belief. It's it's yeah. choosing to believe despite the fear. Absolutely. You can feel the fear, but still do the thing that God is calling you to do anyway. Yeah. So just encouragement to our listeners out there. Um, having faith, faith ain't easy and it's not a feeling, yeah. but God is with you and he promises that to you. Mm. And in this, uh, in this prophecy that God gives, God gives Ahaz, it's the, pro- it's a, it's a promise of the incarnation of, of Jesus and of God. And the more that we think about Christ becoming a human on this earth, mm. the more wonderful that we see, the more wonderful this we see who God is. I mean, his character, apologies. Um, yeah. And we see in the story of Jesus, how can this helpless baby born in Bethlehem in a stable in such a humble beginning, how can that be? God, how can that be the promise that God has given us? Um, so, yeah, God works in wonderful way, in, in, in wonderful and mysterious ways. Absolutely. Um, but in the fact that God came became man, it's in that fact that we hope find hope for our fallen race. And so, when we look upon Jesus in the flesh, we look upon God in humanity, and we see Him in the brightness and, and divine glory. That's uh, the express image of God, and that's. Um, that's a quote by Ellen G. White, an author. Um, yeah. So I don't know any last words, Joelle, before we wrap up, just encouragement to our listeners, just to keep trusting God, um, no matter what happens and he will see you through. We have hope, um, and we can be joyful for knowing that, um, Jesus loves us and you will never be alone. Absolutely. If you have any thoughts, be sure to text or call us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We do have a question of the day. And the question of the day, Joelle, is how can I effectively connect with God during my devotional time? Hmm. 
I'll let you start off. That's a really good question. And yeah, this goes just back into like practical Christianity. What steps can we take? Because we realize that it is important to spend time with God. Um, I find it's good to just start the day off really, you know, the morning can get so busy getting ready for work and stuff. So even before the rush begins, maybe just carve out um, a bit of time for God and how I go about it. And obviously everyone has um, a different way and you kind of need to change sometimes to see what suits you best. But I just choose one chapter um in the Bible and I just read that chapter mm-hmm. and then um, what's really good for me is to write things out so I have a little notebook where I write out maybe one verse from that chapter that really stood out to me um, so now I'm internalizing that part of scripture and then next to that verse I write what that verse is ex- kind of saying so kind of summarizing it in a way that I understand it and how I think it could practically apply to my life mm-hmm. and then after I do that, I also write out a prayer. So again, I'm now I'm talking to God about what I've just read from the Holy, from his scripture. Um, and then also how that applies to my life and just asking him to maybe um, help me apply those principles practically in my life or um, to apply the lesson that I've learned. And it's so cool to be able to go back um, through that notebook and just see, you know, the different things that God has revealed to me um, over time. And yeah, just spending that time is so important. Yes. Definitely. I like how you said just being intentional. You actually have mm. a plan. You read a chapter a day. Mm. Now, I struggled a lot with my devotional life just I think it's a normal thing in your Christian journey and your spirituality I really struggled because I was like I don't want to make it like school I don't want to make it like study like I have to open the Bible and I have to study this separate text so I decided (laughs) I was like I'll just open the Bible every morning and pick a verse or whatever Mm. While that works for some people, it didn't work for me because it wasn't an intentional uh, oh, study and I wasn't working it. towards anything. I wasn't working that my goal, I didn't have really a goal in my mind to get to know God more or yeah. to learn more about him. All I really wanted to do was tick a tick a box on my to-do oh. list. Yes, I read the Bible this morning. And so I think it's in- it's important to be intentional. And I like what you said choose a chapter I go yeah. through some books I, in the past uh, with my friends would read the book of Hosea together and then we would share our thoughts so mm. I think it's really important in your devotional life like you said is write down be intentional like yeah. you know speak respond to the promises that God has given yeah. us but also um, feel free to discuss and share with your friends your thoughts mm. what what has God revealed to you what has God revealed to them you know it's a really fun time where you can connect with others so make your devotional life um, something a part of your your friendships as well you know yeah. something that you can discuss with your friends and definitely. it can definitely help in your own devotional life thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM